time to tune up the band and win a title from a fake tournament in Brazil because it's now time for another sweet chin wag. I am Sam, joined as ever by Dan and Reardon. Hello, gents. After such a long time. First of all, first of all, your reference was obscure today, my God. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, I did mention it in the last episode. He did. That he is did true, but did. still. Uh, See, second... we're doing callbacks now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you remembered. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> I missed you guys. So yes. sorry due to life <laughs> on the outside world. Nah, it's no biggie. Not much happened last week, did it? Well, nah. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things did happen. Uh, whether they were good or not, we shall find out in a second. But uh, yes. as ever, as I run down the usual spiel I usually do at the beginning of these things, we give you this podcast free of charge, thanks to the people over at SoundCloud. And possibly good news, we may soon be on other platforms. Hey. I'm hoping that will all get sorted out in a, in the next month or so. But uh, now that I've said it, I've got to make sure we can get something going on in the next month or so. But here's hoping, pending, maybe gone soon. Oh my god! I Hashtag I don't know. Pending trademark. I, I don't know, like what 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 I'm gonna do with myself if we're actually like on a legitimate website. <laughs> I might, I might actually have to take this seriously. <laughs> hey, look, like I, to... like I said, it, it doesn't matter how many platforms we get on, we're still going to be pending. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. And given the fact as well, Reed, and we have just reached three hundred followers on Twitter, to which I say, In and given extra duty, special duty thanks, we have a special mm. thanks to Dan for being such on the ball with the social media. That is a that deserves mm. a round of applause. I can do I... social media, me. And um and thank you to all who support us on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, we don't upset you <laughs> for the most part, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, some reason Brit Brit wrestling fans tend to have that sort of effect on people. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get on to this week's episode, which is all about the Intercontinental Championship. It's time to mosey on over to see Dan for this week's wrestling news. Dun 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 dun. Da 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 wrestling news. That was a bit of extra mustard on that one. I like that. Oh, we have. It's been a while. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got we got to get in. We got to get into it. So obviously, the first thing we have to talk about is obviously Road Warrior Animals passing. Uh, you know, joining uh joining Hawk at the Ring in the Sky. Man. And yes. um pioneers of the the tag team division with a finisher that scared so many people that some refused to even take it which i think adds more <laughs> to the legacy <laughs> i mean like what more can you say than that my god like, like um i it's you know it's really weird team that i've never really watched them wrestle together mm. not yeah. really but they have they have been in my mind as d D tag team. When you think of a tag team, you think of the Road Warriors. Yes. That it's really yeah. weird to, to know that they're they are both no longer with us. Indeed. <clears throat> Indeed. It was my favorite episode of the last season of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, was the one on the Road Warriors for sure. Mm. Um and yeah. So does this mean, Reardon, that the only time you ever saw Road Warrior Animal wrestle was when he was tagging with Heidenreich? 
Yes, actually. (laughs) You know what? Oh my god, I haven't thought about Heidenreich in so long. (laughs) You're the bad thing about that is, is that actually the 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 last time I had to think about Heidenreich, and I'm sorry to go off track but talking about the Road Warriors, but the last um I recently rewatched one of the uh Quizzlemanias that WrestleTalk does and Heidenreich was an answer and I was like, Oh yeah, he was a thing. <laughs> um, he had a weird ass theme tune. But anyway, everything well, about him was weird. Again. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean there's there's so much that we could go and say. I mean, obviously for me, the thing that matters the most is just how the look that they had. Oh Absolutely. my god. Oh, it's incredible. There are a lot of tag teams, and I mean a lot of tag teams that are inspired in the 80s by Mad Max, but if they're one of them that truly pulled it off the best, it was Animal and Hawk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, just think about how iconic the oh, what a rush is. Mm. Like, that's just a thing that kind of people just no, no. I mean, yeah. it's so it's so well known that DDP actually has a yoga move called the Road Warrior, and that gets people to Hell shout yeah. "What a rush!" I should know because I do DDP yoga, but I digress. You, All right, I'm signing up for DDP yoga. You know what? You know what? Real talk. I should be doing DDP yoga. <laughs> all right. When we all get, when we're all able to be back together in a room, and I'm able to like travel, so things are easier. Can we do a recorded segment of us doing DDP yoga? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is that is on. That is recorded. Word. You heard it here, folks. We will do that. So when I actually get around to properly getting and starting on setting up the uh, the YouTube channel for us, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. But uh, no, in all honesty, it, it, it's it's a great it's a great loss, um, mm, to the world. And man, I think I think they will stand the test of time. They already have, and they already will oh, do yeah. so. <laughs> Uh, even more. Um, what else have we got? Speaking going of standing, speaking of standing the test of time, let's talk about retribution. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me? Those 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 plucky right. little ravers. <laughs> you want to talk Mad Max? Well, we've got Bane. We've got Bane, Jason, and... Kitana, and uh, and Cyrax. Oh, I was gonna say a B. I was gonna say um, a B Tech version of the Predator. But... Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking a few weeks ago about Dio Madden being very underrated. It's just a shame that now it's... his main roster, uh, main roster debut is <sighs> part of Retribution. Do you wanna mm. do you wanna know what my final like? I leave myself like little sub notes when I'm writing the weekly review bits, and it just Ooh. has retribution, all the various bits, and then just brackets. Dio Madden deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? As we were talking, but... uh, uh, just before we were recording, it, it it it's it was not the greatest segment let's i think that's just putting it mildly but i will say and what 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 kind you or re or iterate what you said dan and is that you can't say that they're not putting the effort each individual's not putting the effort in trying to make this work oh no they're they're totally invested in this and Mm. as i said they've been putting in work on twitter (laughs) like they have been doing bits um i think the only real problem with it is that at this rate it's kind of like we already 
we already know who they are, but it's being told to us like we don't because like at least with the other ones, you know, their faces were kind of obscured and they were kind of changing up their voices a bit, but like we know it's me and Yim. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escaping the fact that we just look at her we look at the woman and just go, Oh, it's me and Yim. <laughs> yeah. Um... um which does raise more questions, which I'm not going to get into because we could be here forever trying to make this make sense. <laughs> you know what it reminds me a lot of? Uh, I don't I I, I, I I feel bad just for bringing it up because I kind of if 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 history is doomed to repeat itself, then this reminds me a heck of a lot of the Nexus. And if the rumors are to believed to be true that this is going to be heading up uh, to Survivor Series for a Retribution versus Team WWE elimination style match, we know what happened when Team Cena went up against the Nexus. I just in fear all, that in might happen fairness, to Retribution. Though, there was there are two things to that though. One, Super Cena. True. Yeah. And two, after the fact, John Cena has gone on record saying it was a bad decision. <laughs> it took it. It took him like five years. But, but he eventually, did it. He was like, you know what? This was a bad idea. <laughs> but I mean, so we were in. We were introduced to the the uh, as we understand the three main male members who were <laughs> T Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. Or flapjack. No one's really the, the the jury is not out on that one. Well, now I do want to say this. I do want to say this. Right, Mace is good. Mm. I think I think Mace is a really solid name. I can buy into it. T bar, no. <laughs> no. Slap or flapjack? Why? <laughs> You can just... Okay, this... Okay, um, so for those of you... Um, so, um, beautiful viewer, a listener, i got to say this. Uh, I am... I do RPG. I, I, we, I GM, I, you know, and I have to make a lot of names for characters. Specifically, like, I do superhero games as well. It's always fun, and it's always hard to do names. It's always hard. But every single name I've ever seen has been better than those. What in God's name? I feel. Are like... they thinking? Um, and then I should say as well. I'm trying to remember the name of the name they were going to give or never said for Mia Yim. But I do remember the one for Mercedes Martinez was Reckoning, which I do again. It's not bad. It's not awful. <laughs> It's just reminds but... me of Day of Reckoning, but I digress. <laughs> but no, you get, I get the feeling for Slap slash Flapjack that Shane Ford was in the creative meeting and was just was just riffing off joke names and like he was going like Bug Eye McGee or flipping Large or his new legacy nickname Large Vein Shane uh, because of course his tag partner, if anyone knows New Legacy, Nick Miller at the time was known as Big Dick Nick. Uh, <laughs> But no, as soon as I wouldn't he said prefer if Slapjack. I just called him Mr. Big Bad McLodge here. Yes. As soon as he said Slapjack, I bet Vince, I, Vince's eyes lit up. And said, that's it. That's the good shit. I'm like, just so angry at those names. <laughs> what, like, Vince just. Because, <laughs> like, the fi- I mean, th- this is this is a minor quibble in in context of the entire situation around them, right? But why isn't Mace the leader? <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. Look, he does look like the, the most. Leader. 
he does look like the most imposing one, let's be honest, but I was watching Dio Madden's like borderline like seven foot tall. <laughs> or he might as well be. Yeah, he towered over Brock Lesnar in that segment when he was uh, a commentator that one time on Raw. I, 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 I just, I don't really, I don't really know, but I don't know where they're going with it. But mm. now, here's a random piece of side news, as confirmed by T-Bar brackets Dominic Dijakovic. There's one WWE legend who is safe from retribution. I want you to guess who it is. Mick Foley? Nope. <laughs> Think of someone who has a stupid ass sounding name. Um... Rene Dupree. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jacques Rougeau? <laughs> oh, the Shockmaster. No. no. I'll uh... give you a clue. They were mentioned in our last episode. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Think, uh... think who was in our last episode? Edge. No, that wasn't the last episode. Oh god! Oh god! Watch the content, damn it! I'm s- <laughs> listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness! I'm just trying to figure out. I give up, man. It's someone who's been a member of DX. No, not X Pac. Yes, he's oh, safe for retribution. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they said he has a cool name. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, T Bar, on Twitter. <laughs> That that is oh. a question. Do we? That is a question that we have to litigate for another day. Whether X Park is a cool name or not. Don't blame me. Blame Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on, please, Dad. Excuse me. while I just uh, find the tweet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now just realizing that I didn't actually retweet it, so there you go. <laughs> you got it. Go we've got it, it on record now. When I have time. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've I officially found it now. It says the only <laughs> exception to this is uh, is X Park because X Park is an outstanding name. <laughs> um, moving on, um, the Hurt Business look amazing as they should, and they're just going from strength to strength. I'm really interested in the feud they're building, which looks to be building to a ricochet. Uh, Apollo Crews tag team. I am really, really, really glad that there is a, a, a faction as awesome as this. I mean, because this look at the names listed here: like MVP, Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Like, for all intents and purposes, the best comparison I can make to the Hurt Business is Evolution. Hmm. <clears throat> Can I, can I, I'm going to throw this down here. <clears throat> I know it's might, some people might call it a bold statement. I think that the Hurt Business are possibly the best thing on Raw. Ooh. No, you know what? I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Um, they are, they honesty, are money. They were the only thing that kept me watching this week's Raw. Like they were, they were straight up money. Their theme song's awesome as well. <laughs> that, that is so true. They've really got banger theme. <laughs> I just, the I, swagger. Also, I just love um, the swagger about them. All four. Oh, oh no, sorry. Here's my, here's my other thing as well. Um, quite possibly the biggest thing WWE did this year was getting MVP back. Mm. He has been incredible. 
Oh, he's been mm, he's yeah. been so on the ball promos wise. I mean, to this right. day, I still think one of the best promos is when he called Lana a butt. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> MVP doesn't simp. <laughs> <laughs> he's MVP. He doesn't have to simp. Yeah. It's in uh... the name. <laughs> oh. MVP. He doesn't have to. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No. Um, fantastic. I just, just so good. Yeah, they're just the so. Yes, they're and so good. Don't mess um, it up. You, you have, you have. I, a lot I, to be, to be, to be honest, I don't think, I don't think they will be. Um, and to be fair, you know what? If this feud goes the other way, and Ricochet and Cruz join them, Woo! that's oh a, that's a faction. Could you imagine yeah. uh, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander ta- tag champions? You reckon? Mm, that's a I mean, spicy meter ball I right mean, there. The recurring thing right now is that WWE seem content on just destroying their tag division, but we won't get into that. <laughs> Could we see um, a dream tag team rivalry of the Hurt Business versus the New Day? Ooh. Oh, God, yeah. I, I pay good money to see that. Oh, yeah. To be uh, fair, we don't know we don't know when the draft is due to be happening, if it's even happening at all. Mm. Um, I know when people were saying that it was probably scheduled for about October. Mm. But um I'd be interested in seeing a feud between the New Day and the Hurt business. You heard it yeah. here first, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are the fantasy we are the number one fantasy bookers, don't quote us on that. I hate fantasy booking. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave uh, that to I... Cultaholic and uh, WrestleCon. Yeah, we'll leave that to them and I'll leave that to my friends that actually care about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Damn the hate the heat <laughs> Sorry, I'm mad. At, I get I get annoyed at seeing all the people on Twitter who, who say that they they have the best ideas. Okay, that's fair. Um, I do just want to bring. I mean, if we're talking heat, though, I've got to give heat on WWE. Zelina Vega versus Asuka on the pre-show for Clash of Champions. I have to ask questions as to why. I have salt, like a, 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 an extreme amount. I mean, of sodium to be fair as well, the uh, for reference, I don't. I can't remember if I retweeted or not, but I sent this to these guys. But people have probably seen it around. Um, in the tail tape card slash picture they put up for Zelina Vega versus Asuka, just listed Zelina Vega's finisher as unknown. <laughs> yeah, that that made me laugh. I was like, oh my god. So they, it's either that they don't like. Obviously, I know she's been more of a manager while she's been in her WWE run, mm. but like at least give a name. <laughs> exactly, can't be that hard, surely. Exactly. Um, it's a massive shame of two yeah, it's a massive incredibly shame. That's talented wrestlers. Um, mm. You go from having the main event of WrestleMania to now being on the pre-show. Um, I think that's just... I mean, obviously, you I, know, I can't. You, you, only have, you only have so much space to work with, and obviously the SmackDown, the SmackDown women's title match is uh, on the main card. Yes. Mm. And that feud has been building really. That feud's been really, really hot. Absolutely, but, uh, but um, point still stands yeah, though. Still for me. Still, <laughs> in, still an interesting one. Mm. Um, talking of the women's division, Lana got sent to hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I both applaud and am mortally <laughs> terrified by the fact that she was willing to take a table bump off Nia Jax. <laughs> Yep, that's some um, that that's some ironclad ovaries right there. Like that is, I, I I have no choice but to to respect it, especially 
the hell she was getting from uh, the hell she was getting from Shayna Baszler in the ring. Um, <laughs> um, uh, like it, absolutely terrifying. It just it just makes me wonder. God, is this what happens when your best when, when the best man ends up appearing on your rival's promotion? <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Jesus, I, I'm like, so glad that Renee Young wasn't a, a contracted wrestler. Yeah. Oh, Renee Young would have been. No, if Renee Young had been a contracted wrestler, especially at Edge's like Edge's peak, she would have been like a target on her back. It would have been ridiculous. Oh God. Can you can you imagine Renee Young having to run around in ruthless aggression? Era? Dear God. Thank God. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't no, I, I perish the thought of that. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll talk quickly about Raw Underground. The only thing I'm really enjoying about Raw Underground is they're really tapping into Dolph Ziggler's amateur background. Hmm. It's pretty good. I have to say, the booking on the booking and the choices on there are really weird. Eric's just been like, I can't even describe what happened because he's been booked so strong on there and then he lost to like one punch from Riddick Moss. Why they're booking Riddick Moss so strongly on Raw Underground, I'll never know, but... I've got no idea. Uh... Well, I assume it's the usual WWE case of your tag partner's been injured, so now you have to face the punishment. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so strange. Speaking of War Underground, a recent interview came out with Shane McMahon, actually, that made me laugh. And they were talking about what was your inspirations behind the Raw Underground, and he was like, "Oh, this no, this is a totally original idea from me." Yeah, all right, I doubt that. I think that man watched one too many Josh Barnett's Blood Sports. If you're, if, if he watched Josh Barnett's Blood Sport, and he like happened to come across like a compilation of Chikara on like YouTube. <laughs> exactly, original idea, my bottom. <laughs> Were you the guy that tried to buy a UFC once? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, frankly, I'm waiting for Raw Underground to just turn into Lucha Underground, frankly. Oh, come on, give us. Can I just say, the other... um, Sorry, for a thing I was doing with with some of my friends that don't watch wrestling, um, I was... I was looking for some certain things, and then as I was looking around the website, I found, like, Lucha Underground memorabilia. And it just oh, wow. gave me like this flashback, <laughs> like I transport through time. I was like, "Oh my god, I remember that." <laughs> I remember and I went flying through the sky. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's either that or we get raw underground, underground, where <laughs> <laughs> it just goes like two levels deep. Um, they just... had Strowman on there, which was a choice. And it's just Dolph Ziggler's fighting mole people because they're no, 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 no. Uh, no, we all know that it's um, it they'd be fighting in the boiler room. Big uh, mankind return. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Mick Foley is the final. Why do I hear boss music? Mick Foley enters. <laughs> oh God! In heaven. And everyone uh, moving on to nxt uh just a quick swing over back over to our our home territory the nxt uk heritage cup draw uh i basically only paid attention to flash morgan webster because he's like the only one i'm interested in uh agreed um in all honesty i like who they've been paired up against i like who's in the tournament i've i've been watching those guys for 
God years when I was going to shows. So it, it, if anything, I'm I'm really interested to see how this one goes. I as as I you know stated a couple of weeks ago, love the rule set for this one. Uh, and love the rules. future of what this is gonna gonna bring the Heritage Cup to yeah. bring to NXT UK. So I'm excited. I'd love to see Flash Morgan Webster go and win the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I would love it. <laughs> uh, good seeing Pete Dunn back as well. If I'm honest. yeah, if, Pete Dunn back. Even if it was for snapping Noam Dar's fingers, but you know, still. I mean, if anything, that makes me like him more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want if you want my picks in terms of actually wanting them to win it, Flash Morgan Webster, uh, I'd probably go if I was being a predictor and trying to pick who is going to win. I'd probably go Trent Seven. Yeah, mm. agreed, agreed. Um, I mean, my knowledge my knowledge of uh, NXT UK isn't really incredible, so <laughs> don't 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 be like, hey, I'm going to throw money on this. Don't. <laughs> uh, one thing I have definitely noticed is that the lockdown has definitely done a number on certain people's hair because goodness gracious, <laughs> either they're bald or they're really long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in um, Flash Morgan Webster's on... case, he's grown a beard. But uh, no, so yeah, as you that's there. <laughs> uh, Going on to uh, NXT back over in the US, we now have it known that we have Isaiah Swerve Scott versus. Um, Santos Escobar at TakeOver. Really excited for this match. They've been really, really good together. Mm. Um, and I think... I definitely think Escobar's been good in elevating the Cruiserweight title on NXT. Yes. Um, I think it might be time for it to change over. Mm. Yeah, I think um, you need to give it I mean, I can, to... I can, I can, I can see them doing it. It is more, mm. more, more the thing, really. And I think Isaiah Scott will be a, a really good person to hold it. Yes. I think, yeah, I think it's. I think it's give it give Swerve a chance because uh, yeah, as I've always said to you two, those he's he is such an underrated. He's so good. NXT. Absolutely. Uh, talking though, big builds and and big pushes. Kyle O'Reilly winning the Gauntlet Eliminator match to face Finn Balor at Takeover. My I God, I am excited for that so, match. So <laughs> so happy when this when when uh, when this uh, when this happened when the result happened and I do have I do have to say that the one the one person I'd like to give a real shout out to you for that match. Cameron Grimes was fantastic in that ring. Oh, wasn't he? Just... He was. It was a fantastic performance by him. But to be fair, Kyle O'Reilly winning it. I'm super excited for that. I think him and Balor can put in the main match yeah uh, no without question without question um gosh i for for a second there i honestly thought they were gonna give it to thatcher um i thought they would but i def i'd probably rather see thatcher go for the na title first yes um, because i think i think if they build the way i think they're building and this is a lot of ifs and buts <laughs> but they've got gargano booked against priest and so I think what they're going to do is they're going to go Gargano winning and then Candice LeRae winning. Yeah. So they're going to have Gargano and Candice LeRae both champions, like the champion couple kind of thing. That would make sense. And then Thatcher v Gargano at a takeover. <laughs> oh, I want to see that so bad. Johnny, Johnny Wrestling versus Thatcher's Thatch can. Oh my god, that will be a technical Ooh. masterpiece. Thank you. It will be. Much. It will be three hours long. <laughs> it will be an all Japan match by <laughs> WWE. Absolutely. 
kicks out no, zero point five. <laughs> these two, these two wrestlers will wrestle until morale improves. Oh my god! Could you imagine Gargano versus Thatcher, a uh, sixty-minute Iron Man match? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Now that you've said oh, it. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, please. you know. That would be that would be incredible, but I mean, tip like that Kylo Riley uh, Bauer match. I'm so excited for. So excited. Um, other people I'm really excited for. Ridge Holland looked fantastic in his match. Yeah, uh, he's going um, strength to strength. He's, he's I mean, he's a great talent. You would never have thought he started off as a rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> um, he look, he look, he looks a natural in the ring. I think he's got a lot about him. And to be fair, if there's one thing we do know, people love an English heel. They do that is true. That is true. So, big Yorkshire Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Wade Barrett, you know, commentating over Ridge Holland. All I ever want now for Ridge Holland is just Wade Barrett commentating him. Even if he ever goes to the main roster, no, Wade Barrett's <laughs> got to go with him. Oh, I... <laughs> Could you could you imagine if they did a setup? Like you remember when Alberto Del Rio had his own ring announcer? <laughs> Ridge Holland got his own commentator. No, 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 Ridge Ridge Holland has his own commentator, and it's Nigel McGuinness. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, he like I said, has his own commentary team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we had the build on the uh, Jake Atlas Tommaso Champ a few times. Really in for really love to see uh, Jake Atlas going for uh, really. Pushing the uh, really pushing the envelope in WWE as an LGBT wrestler and to get into a feud with Tommaso Ciampa, yeah, really mm. big. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do because it's really really interesting. It, yes. it does remind me a bit of um, uh, Drake Maverick when he was in his feud with uh, Santos Escobar, where he did the where he did the thing that was like um, you know. I'm I'm like the risk I took was calculated, but man, am I bad at maths and to proceed to get beaten the hell up. <laughs> but yeah. then he comes back. He comes back the next week, and he's like, um, "They tell you to have more, like m more sense than strength." And I've got neither. <laughs> and he just goes in and just tries to fight him. <laughs> so I'm really I'm really in for this. I'm really interested to see uh, see what they do, and yeah. really used to see Jake Atlas getting that push because I I he de he definitely should be get to that bigger position i can see him slowly coming into the hall for maybe the na title absolutely absolutely uh the only other extra bit is these new wrestler vignettes and people are very interested to see what it could be a lot of speculation going around um i'll let you start off with yours sam uh is this the smackdown hacker no uh <laughs> <laughs> I they wish. finally recycled it. No. So well, from what I've been hearing, the main two names I've been hearing all about this is Bo Dallas and Bobby Roode. Um which is interesting to say the least. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely mm. interesting. I mean to be fair, I think Bobby Roode going back down to NXT is a is a solid pick. Yeah. It 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 it, it, it I think it's right for him. He hasn't been able to find his feet on main roster, which is a shame because we all know how good he is. Yeah. Uh, it, it should have been easy, actually. It, seemed, it, it should, it should have, been, have so been easy. It should have been easy, but the booking that they gave him just wasn't really wasn't fitting him. Yeah. Um, mm. Nothing really seemed to stick, and they couldn't really seem to stand behind him, which is a shame, really, because again, like I said, we we know how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. We did a whole episode of TNA talking about uh, yeah. talking about how good and he like... is to be money. <laughs> because now you're there, and now you've said beer money. People oh, no. are interested. People are interested because, uh, 
as we as we know, James Storm recently exited his contract with NWA. Yes. And now Bobby Roode moving down, James Storm coming to NXT. Oh, yes, please. I mean, it's a stretch. It's definitely it a stretch. But hey, in a perfect but... world, being money's back in NXT. Yeah, mm. hell yeah. I mean, definitely, all I... definitely, they definitely revitalized that tag division. Mm. All I want is for Bobby Roode to come back so I can hear glorious. Yeah. Oh, let me see. Can Which... he can he can he keep glorious, but can he bring back the cooler scooter? <laughs> oh yes. I I agree to your terms. <laughs> Something about the image of the cooler scooter and then the glorious Oh my god. <laughs> Something about it really just seems to stick. Does that um, mean then that their NXT tag name will be Glorious Beer Money? Hell yes. Hell yeah. Glorious beer. <laughs> glorious beer That sounds like such a craft beer. <laughs> I'm sure there is a craft beer company that's got one. It's got a brew called Glorious. Has to mm. be. Has to be. Um, otherwise, though, moving on to SmackDown, uh, there's not really a, a massive amount to cover. We'll cover over the main bits, but um, the build for Alexa Bliss and the Fiend is really, really growing strong. I definitely like the image of um, Alexa appearing behind Roman Reigns. Um, yes. That's a really good kind of piece <laughs> of camera work. Mm. Um, the Roman Reigns Jay Uso feud was continually been booked pretty well. Yes. Um, Which is weird really, as hell. Yes. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, because it seems really weird now that I'm at this point in, I was going to say big 2020, but I'm just going to call it 2020, um, saying, you know what? Roman Reigns is probably one of the number one heels in WWE right now, which is a weird thing to say. Well, this this year has just been weird in general. But to even, weirder out now... in, even weirder in comparison to what I'd normally be saying, Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin was a really good match. Yeah. What is going like, on? Surprisingly good match. I have the... To be fair, the only real moment that really caught my eye from it was that really, really good deep six counter on the ripcord knee. Yeah. Just fantastic. Really good sequence. Um, but, like, again, really good. It kind of killed the momentum for the Intercontinental title match. Uh, I mean, Sammy mm -hmm. won um, utilizing his best heel, heel maneuvers, so yes. it was all pretty, pretty damn great. Um, I don't know if I would have wanted to have seen that match on the SmackDown before the pay-per-view. Mm. Um, mm. I definitely think they could have gone with something different or just had them all on the card, but not in a match against each other. Yeah, but... <clears throat> exactly. Hey, that's that. Um, I still maintain that Sami Zayn is the best choice to win. Yep. People want to fight me, they can fight me. <laughs> no, uh, agreed. Sami Zayn should Going win over that. into the other bits of the news... Uh, just a quick rundown on the most recent G1 results. Uh, Tori Yanu beating Tanahashi. I am all for it. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a win. This is a win for my comedy boys. <laughs> uh, in all us, in the shortest <clears throat> match on on night four, uh, it's it was hilarious, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it. With the year that we've had, let's roll with Tori Yano yeah. beating the ace of New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Because why? Like this is this is are. this is just this is just where we are right now. Uh, on that same on that um, same night schedule, the Naito versus Zack Saber Junior match about 20, 28 minutes of oh, yeah, just... um, incredible wrestling really. Oh, such good wrestling. They were so good. 
God, he does Kent proud. He does Kent so proud. He does Kent proud. Dangerous tech as himself. <laughs> <laughs> I still love the fact that there are Japanese people that know the word techers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. Um, Juice Robinson looking fantastic, sitting there on four points in the G1 standings. Um, yes. And he cut fantastic interview afterwards as well so really really impressed uh but talking about cutting promos eddie mm. kingston oh man he was a last minute replacement for lance archer god he did... pulled out that yeah like seriously like... like you give that man an opportunity he'll take the ball freaking running <laughs> i love eddie kingston so much and like i know i know people have been very critical um mm. of the promo and they're just like saying oh i'm so real i'm so authentic but i really think it was <clears throat> a lot more than that yeah because yeah. there was so much to what he was doing and i mean for, for me my favorite moment was when he was like keep the hard cam on don't don't cut to the other ones keep this one on yeah <clears throat> i i think yeah uh, the whole real thing i can't understand because i feel like he's got such a perfect range of his cadence of speech and how he goes up and down in tempo which is kind of like wrestling 101 or promo work 101 and he just has it such down on pat like he is in my honest opinion he is leaps and bounds over some of the best promo <laughs> workers going around today oh no he, he is he is levels he is levels above some people and I, I honestly, right now, he's kind of sitting in his own class. And uh, like, but like I said, though, it's just so obviously um, the original scheduled match was Moxley versus Lance Archer. Yes. Uh, obviously, we uh, we should say we found out that um, Lance Archer is uh, confirmed tested positive for coronavirus, but is said he's asymptomatic currently. Mm. <laughs> but to be able to be there and say, actually, you know what? We're making this an impromptu title match. Yep. And to give him a promo beforehand and working on that short schedule, he really blew it out of the park. Yeah, um, to it was... make people so invested in such a short span of time, that, sh that, that shows that how good he is. <laughs> how both Moxley and Kingston are. So basically, Eddie Kingston is great. I think that's the end of the new segment. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we shall head on over to the main section uh main section of this podcast which is all about the intercontinental championship we're going to talk a little bit about the history some statistics talk about our favorite title holders and our favorite matches uh, so a nice nice little casual one to go about this so 1979 september 1st 1979 to, 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 to be uh, uh, to be more correct and specific indeedy doody the WWF North American Heavyweight Champion Pat Patterson becomes in the inaugural Intercontinental Champion after defending his title in a tournament and unifying the North American and South American Heavyweight Championships in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Of course, everyone knows that that was a load of hogwash because that tournament never happened. I was going to say, I don't remember the South American Heavyweight Championship ever being <laughs> a thing. And yeah. to admit, I wasn't alive or conscious for 1979, but even still, it sounds like a phoned-in name. <laughs> because why the hell would the NWA have a South American title? <laughs> Also, um, I'm going to I'm going to pull put my hand up here. 
that this is the first time I've ever actually heard an explanation as to why it's called the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I literally did not know until two seconds ago. Don't, don't worry, because, like, this is just straight up, like... This is straight up fictional law. <laughs> I mean, trust me, the, the, the term of intercontinental gets a bit more like confusing in this part because originally it was supposed to be, of course, uh, defended against the two uh, Americas. Um, and then yeah. it ended up including Europe and then soon after ended up including Asia and Oceania. Uh, but not the, Antart uh, the Arctic or Antarctic because, you know, if you want to include those two, it has to be a world championship. We know this. You have to defend the title in Antarctica. All I'm saying is Drew McIntyre Book versus Father Christmas at WrestleMania. Book it, Vince. Look, all I'm but, saying. Um, I can't can believe. Can I just say though? Can I just say though? <laughs> Canonically, in WWE canon, Santa Claus is a 24/7 champion. He is. Really? <laughs> yes. So, like theoretically. No, no. What it has no. What has to happen is Santa Claus and the Thing. Have to have a have to have a fight on a pole on a pole match for the pole championship, and then we can get the we can get the intercontinental championship and the world heavyweight championship. Vince Russo has just been moaning loudly for the last like thirty seconds, and, and then, no one knows why. And then we have all four of them fight in a. No holds barred, fatal four-way match for the truly undisputed world heavyweight championship <laughs> bucket. Well, we I'm, just wait, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Because you know, you know how like WWE did like tribute to the troops. Oh god! And yes. they would just like go to like an American base in like Afghanistan yeah. or wherever. Yeah. When do you think Vince is going to have the idea to just go to like an Antarctic research station and put on a match? Frankly, I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. That's true. Like, uh, oh, actually, what actually, I'm saying no, is, if Metallica can do a concert there, surely WWE can do it. Actually, you know what? I'm shocked that I'm not shocked, too shocked with the South Pole. The South Pole. I'm shocked that the North Pole hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, like they haven't just done a match and been like, "Hey, look, we're." A like technically like one degree above the arctic circle now we're going to do an entire arctic themed pay-per-view it's just a shame that december to dismember wasn't taking place at the north pole i mean to be fair it'd be better than the saudi shows <laughs> uh the, the, the entire audience is nothing but polar bears and penguins anyway <laughs> we've got way off track here. Still way be a better crowd than the saudi shows <laughs> pat patterson intercontinental champion <laughs> I'm talking about how it was uh, exclusively yeah, in the, fi in the, the fictional tournament. So it was uh, originally up until the late 80s where it was exclusively defended in the Americas, both North and South. In 1989, the championship was first defended outside of North America with Rick Rude pitting himself against the Ultimate Warrior in Italy. 1991 saw the first uh, defence in Asia when Mr. Perfect took on the Texas Tornado. Uh, in a joint WWF Super World of Sports show uh, at the Tokyo Dome. Hell yeah! Uh, in '97, <clears throat> it was first. It was defended for uh, for the first time in Africa when Rocky Maivere pinned Savio Vega in South Africa. 
And Shelton Benjamin made the first Australian defence in 2006 in Brisbane. I think he faced he faced Gene Snitsky of all people. Gene Snitsky? Can I, can I just say one thing though? It's not even Gene Snitsky that's getting me there. It's Rocky Maivia versus Samuel Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a weird one. It's South Africa. <laughs> Yeah, in South Africa as all play. Like, I'm not surprised it's in South Africa. Um, hashtag do it in Senegal. Just saying, just saying. Um, <laughs> but there I, is a there is a big hotbed in Nigeria. If you didn't know for wrestling. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. <clears throat> speaking as speaking as the black British guy on this podcast, I knew it was Nigeria. Yeah. Of course, if you know that, then it, you know of the it's... great power Uti then. Uh, really. <laughs> oh god it, it's re- it, i wanted to say just like riffing or riffing on this site but it is really funny because uh, quite a lot of my friends who are wrestling fans are actually Ghanaian. <laughs> really Ghanaian and nigerians yeah. uh, but also um this i want to i want to cover this in the future in a future episode that we do um did you know that um a, its own form of wrestling is really popular in like um the democratic republic of congo Ah. Oh wait, their, yes it is. Yeah, it is they that have their um own form of wrestling called catch fetish and it has like um traditional like mysticism and magic in it and stuff. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. There's um the, like actually we didn't do a recommend. So we're going I'm going to take over the recommend real quick. Yeah, real Rin's quick. recommendation corner. Yeah, Rin's recommendation. If it's still on Netflix, if not, find it. Um look at Fight World. Which yes. is uh, yes. which is a documentary series that goes through various diff- different types of um well different types of fighting so it goes through like muay thai mma and it also goes for the congo that is one of the that's one of the best episodes it's it's yeah, sad there's also a thing on um netflix i can't remember what it's called i believe it's called find your game yes um and that has an episode on it as well and it is it, it's really interesting but um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Rock versus Savio Vega. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird one. The Rock Such versus Rocky Maivia versus Quang. <laughs> Quang the Ninja. Oh, man, you had to bring up Quang the Ninja, didn't you? <laughs> of course I did. I got to mention him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, uh, after, pretty much from Pat Patterson's defense, my goodness. Um, there have been 177 different title changes in that time since 1979. Would you uh, guys like to know who has the most title reigns? Um, I believe I know this. I, I want to say Ric Flair. No, I believe I believe the answer is Chris Jericho. You are indeed correct. If you don't take into account Vacant, who has 13 title reigns as uh, I mean, but champion. we all know Vacant's the best wrestler of all time. Absolutely. So like, it's go- kind of unfair to include him in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris Jericho currently has nine title reigns, uh, uh, culminating in 332 days as champion, or combined uh, as 332 yep. days. Behind him, just behind him, is The Miz with eight. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a range. thing. It's a thing that people won't really mention. But can we just talk about, like just briefly the the Miz's like last runs with the IC yeah. title? They were so good. He really yeah, made it true. again. Been in, he's, he, he did have some incredible runs as IC champion. Um, yeah, some great runs. Uh, mm. Joint uh, third 
uh, would be Jeff Jarrett and Rob Van Dam at six. How the hell is Jeff Jarrett? Had to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, title yeah. I, I was just like, I was right, like, let oh, me Rob... back, let me go back to the like the the late nineties. I need to, I need to think about this. <laughs> oh, I, I re- okay, I know that, yes. I know this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I I remember this now. I'm thinking you didn't have six, did he? And he, he did have six. Indeed, he did. <clears throat> um, of course, as everyone knows, kind of like the the one defense that he did have that was most famous and that we talked about on our history the greatest robbery of all time (laughs) was uh was when he lost the title to china and china to this day is still the only female to hold the intercontinental championship in the good housekeeping match which was the precursor to tna so go watch our tna episode (laughs) watch listen listen to our tna episode i've been thinking too much about videos recently it all comes back it all comes back it Um, just so happens every so often history repeats itself Uh, of course, the only person to dual hold both heavy uh, WWF and Intercontinental Championships was is of course the Ultimate Warrior when he yep. defeated uh, Hulk Hogan yeah. at WrestleMania six to unify those titles. Of course, the next day he vacated the, uh, the Intercontinental Championship uh, with the I remember the the yellow strap that he had with that, which I thought yeah, was really nice. Uh, Love the yellow the strap, yellow strap. Uh, Intercontinental title great wrestlemania by the way my brother oh, had fantastic that, that was like one of the, the first wrestlemania i ever saw because my brother had the vhs for that such a good one um and of course in 2002 <clears throat> the internet intercontinental title was dissolved after triple h decided to be the only title holder on raw brought back go in back and watch, go back and listen to our uh, triple h episodes uh, yes <laughs> uh, and of course back in 2003 uh stone cold steve austin uh, uh, brought back the Intercontinental Championship, and thus the rest is is, is all kind of like history and what we're going to be ending up talking about. So, absolutely talking of statistics, would you like to know who has uh the single longest combined? Oh no, not oh no, the combined the single longest reign. No, the single longest reign and the combined longest reign. Because I know mm. the single longest reign. These so, are all facts, and I do not know. Who and I'm has the single out. longest reign, then, Dan? Uh, if I am correct, I believe that is the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> correct. At 454 days, spanning from 19, uh, from I believe it would have been the 2nd of June, 1987, all the way to the 29th of August, 1988. Is it bad that one of the reasons I always remember that is because Santino Morella had the Honky Tonk meter? Yes. That is awful, isn't it? But but also at the same time, <laughs> at least they're letting you know history of wrestling by the by the hugger tug. Well, I did. I it was one of those wrestling facts I always kind of learned, but now it's just like ingrained into my head. So I'm like, oh yeah, they had the honky tonk meter. <laughs> wrestling um... is so fucking weird. The <laughs> quick quick Pokedex. The honky tonk man is an oh, Elvis yeah. impersonator. That's yeah, all you yeah. need to know. Who came down to who came down in a WrestleMania in a pink Cadillac driven. By Diamond Dallas Page. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Honky Tonk Man is only fourth in the rankings of longest or of a longest combined reigns. But to be to be fair though, he only had one reign though. Yes, which is mm. incredibly impressive. That which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and he's only had one reign as Intercontinental Champion. Third place is the magnificent Don Morocco at five hundred and forty-one days and a combined Jeez. two reigns. 
Um, the Miz is second with 590. Yeah. I was going to say, he's held that title for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, spanning eight title reigns. First place. Who do you think is first place? I will give you the duration. Two title reigns spanning 619 days. Oh my god. Wow. I mean, I know it's not him, but just because it's 619, I'm, go I'm just going to say for the meme Rey Mysterio. Because it's going to be the whole time. Because he's got 619. Booyaka, title booyaka. Six foot nine. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, so just to take the piss, I'm going to say Rikishi. <laughs> Honestly, I believe it. I'm going to say, no. for some damn reason, I want to say Andre the Giant. No, it is Pedro Morales, uh, one of the most decorated Puerto oh. Rican wrestlers of all time. Uh, not only was he had a quite a long reign as WWWF heavyweight champion. Yeah, as it was then. Uh, but he also had the longest reign as intercontinental champion. And if memory serves me correct, he was the one to take it off of Pat Patterson. Uh, <clears throat> yes, he would have been because no. the title reign I think end, uh, ended in 1980 for Patterson, which is when Morales no, no, won. no, because um, oh wait, yeah, no, because I was thinking wasn't wasn't Ken Patera in there? Ken Patera, absolutely. Actually, no, I completely forgot about Ken Patera. Yes, it would have <laughs> been Ken Patera. This is. But I remember he is... was somewhere there. But this yes. is the Sweet Chinwags pod podcast reminder to listeners to always, always check your sources and never believe anything that we tell you. Yes, because uh, we'll Ken say Patera... stuff on the belief we've got it right, but like by all means, like we may be wrong. <laughs> we may be wrong. No, Ken Patera uh, took the title off of Pat Patson, who was on 240 days. Ken Patera was on 231 days when Pedro Morales won the IC yeah. title. The shortest reign of all time. Who had the shortest reign? Uh, I don't know for sure. It's either going to be Zack want... Ryder or, or Daniel Bryan. Be... I'll say Zack Ryder or is it is it Test? Okay. In 83rd position, we have Taz. Uh, Test, I should say, with 13 Test. Days. Okay, it's 13 days. In 84th place, we have the Mountie with two days. <laughs> the Mountie. In 85th place, we have Zack Ryder on one okay. day, which, by the right. way, I just feel like Zack Ryder was completely screwed out of that. I think. No, he absolutely, he absolutely, oh, yeah. he absolutely, he was screwed out of the moment, and it's absolutely ridiculous, and I hate it incredibly. I, I just remember being incredibly mad that Zack Ryder only held it for like a day. And in 86th place, we have a title reign of 13 minutes and 52 seconds. Dean Douglas. Who the... Alright, A, who is Dean Douglas? Shane, B, how the the hell... franchise, Shane Douglas, when he had a university teacher gimmick called uh, Dean Douglas. <laughs> uh, apparently, oh the clique absolutely hated uh, Shane Douglas and, and thus sought to bury him in well, not great fashion. I believe, if memory serves me correct, um, Shawn Michaels was the one to dethrone Dean Douglas from the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, but you know, don't, 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 don't be too bad for Dean Douglas. He did have that amazing moment where he won the ECW Championship. So you know what? It's all good for him. 
It all balances out cosmically. <laughs> <laughs> all balances out uh, eventually. So yeah, very interesting facts. And looking through the list of great names, actually, who have won this title, mm. you start to realise the the uh, the bleeding effect that also has onto the main event scene. So of course, we oh have yeah, yeah, several title reigns from Triple H slash Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He held the title five times. Um, of course, one of the one of the more famous, I think, reigns that he had was when he was part of the two man power trip with Stone Cold Steve Austin when they were tag Absolutely. champions. Austin was WWF champion and Triple H was Intercontinental champion. Of course, you know we've already talked about China, just how incredibly revolutionary title reign was, and of course the weird storyline of Chris Jericho and China being the co-holders of the Intercontinental Championship, which was really weird. I have to say, I'd love to see them do that again, though. <laughs> I kind of like it. It ended mm. with a weird... It's stupid, but... It did end with a weird match, a triple threat match at the Royal Rumble in 2000, where it was Jericho, China, and Hardcore Holly, of all people, uh, fighting for the Intercontinental to be, Championship. To be fair, um, I can't remember, I think it was actually in a recent Botchamania, um, they had the excerpt from Chris Jericho's book about yes. that match. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> and they were saying that they put Hardcore Holly in there because, like, apparently China was, like, really badly organized in the ring. Yeah. Like, you oh. had to tell her everything that you were doing. Basically, you couldn't really go into the <clears throat> match into the fly uh, with China. You yeah, but he was like, step by like step. Bob Holly, mm. you could, like, do whatever the hell you wanted. And my favorite line being, Drop kick me, <laughs> drop kicker. Oh <laughs> uh, my goodness! Yeah, looking looking through all of this, man. Ricky Steamboat, Steve Austin, Roddy yeah. Piper, uh, Val Venus, um, Eddie Guerrero. Can I can I tell you my favorite IC title stat? What is your oh. favorite IC title stat, Dan? Um, uh, it's that Curtis Axel has held the IC title for longer than... I'll just read through the list. Uh, Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah. Diesel. Yep. Owen Hart. Rey Mysterio. William Regal. Ken Shamrock. Finn Balor. Eddie Guerrero. Um, Roddy Piper. Um, AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles. Kane. CM Punk. Daniel Bryan. Kurt Angle. Booker T. Uh, the Big Show. D'Lo Brown. Rikishi. Uh, Lance Storm uh, and and Marty Jannetty. Bobby Lash <laughs> and Ricky Steamboat. And that's wow. Curtis Axel, by the way. <laughs> wow, that that you know what? It's those kinds of facts that um, make me love the Intercontinental title so much. It's a weird one when you think about uh, the current, the, the well, at least for the past several years, the way the Intercontinental title was kind of treated. And I want, I'm glad I'm glad you brought this one up, Dan, because kind of going on, on an offshoot from statistics. Um, I remember a time with the Intercontinental title when it was just as prestigious as the WWF uh, and WWE title. Uh, when mm. you held that, you were like, you, you, you were a top guy. Um, oh, yeah. And you were considered to be one of the main draws of, of the company. I mean, heck, I mean, look, look at it this way. The main event of WrestleMania 6, as we talked about, Ultimate Warrior was so popular that they had him still as IC champion going up against Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
And then it just seems like that kind of got moved to the wayside or the prestige and the importance of the IC title got kind of moved to the wayside when the Money in the Bank um, briefcase was kind of um, brought into play. I felt like because when you were IC champion, that almost gave you kind of like the the, 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 the last little step up to becoming number one contender for the WWF or WWE championship. Whereas nowadays, mm. all you needed was the briefcase. And it seems like the prestige of what was once held for the IC title now is for the briefcase. I say that knowing full well that Otis, by the way, is your money in the bank uh, winner of 2020. Oh my God. Can like the Miz or just like John Morrison just take it off him, please? Someone. But no, with um, the IC title... I, I, for some reason, the only thing way I can describe it is it's the Doctor Who of titles. Yes. It's so <clears throat> weird and great, but it the the actual what what the IC title means in the general ecosystem of the WWE changes so much. It is so hard to the track absolutely yeah i definitely think it's it's tough to say because yeah. before it was so much of more like it was like basically equivalent really if you're thinking mm. about it in that sense yeah um and like you were a big draw and obviously ever since wwe's kind of introduced this concept of secondary titles it's now slowly kind of become like the mid card thing yeah and it's now like the it's like you win the ic title to see if Basically, for them to see, like, oh, you ready to hold the world title? It's like, yeah. eh, are you sure? Maybe, eh, yeah. I don't know. And it's, so, it's like, al- it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like a training world heavyweight. Yeah, it's the training title. wheels. That at least but, that's how it gets treated now. But it shouldn't be because it's no, really important title. It is important, but you know what? Even with that, that fluctuates from um holder to holder. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Some, that's, I, the, I that's the that's the funny with, thing. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris Jericho's holds. Yeah, after absolutely. he uh, after he came back, like some because sometimes it like um, sometimes it is that sometimes it's we have this guy who's becoming really big, but we cannot for whatever reason make him the world heavyweight, so we're gonna give him the IC. Sometimes mm. it's sometimes it's like um, sometimes it's like um. It's almost like Afro Samurai. It's the yeah. it's the it's the one where literally everyone wants that one. Yes, no, and it's yeah, just like a mad, yeah. and it's and it's it's the mad scramble for that title, <laughs> which is which is my personal use of the title. It's the Absolutely. it's like like the, the if the if the world heavyweight the world heavyweight championship it, if i was to make the rules the world heavyweight championship is the one for the big storyline it the big storyline is for that yeah but the ic championship is the one where it's it's the one where everyone has a shot which is is it's the advantage yes. but the problem yeah. is literally everyone has a shot yes. which means you have to fight so much harder to get it Mm. It, it, mm. you know what you know honestly like if we're going for like football level like i would have the um the world heavyweight the world heavyweight um 
Championship be the Premier League, but the but the ICE Championship is the FA Cup. That's the giant. That's the giant killer one. It's the one. Okay, because I was gonna say, are you going on like the analogy of like the the world title is like the Premier League, and then Mm. like the ICE title is like the Championship, where it's just kind of like everyone scrapping together and someone comes out on top. Yeah. I, I get it. the analogy stands. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 and I think those times where it could be like, like basically anyone can hold that damn title, I, for better or worse, admittedly. Absolutely. But I do, but I do really because I, I feel like that was really a Chris Jericho's time. No, yeah. without question, without question. I feel as well as as you've been talking, as you were talking, Reardon, that. It came to mind that I feel kind of in terms of like shock finishes and surprise title wins, I feel that the Intercontinental title has more of those moments than yeah. the World Championships. Absolutely. Well, I think I think with the IC title, they, I think they feel they can play a little bit more faster and loose. Absolutely. Mm. With what they're doing, you can kind of take more risk with it because, I mean, like if someone doesn't stick as the IC title holder, then yeah. Okay, it's not really that. It's not really that that huge of a deal. Yeah, yeah. You, but, you know, you, you know, know what's yeah, you know what's funny. In an alternate reality, I would say like the Royal Rumble is a is a match specifically for the IC Championship, rather In than way, being a yeah. wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I can get what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of because it's kind of like it's like it is the one where like. It's the one where like weird people have it. Like you see, like we've discovered like the murderers row of people who have earned the IC championship. I, if looking statistically, I I don't have the statistics on me right now, but I would make a good educated guess that that's not the case with the world heavyweight championship. Mm. Probably not. I don't think there's as many random people that have won. The world heavyweight championship i know looking through this there's a lot of people that they wanted to be world heavyweight champion and they just never got behind them or the fans never got behind them i'm looking at you ahmed johnson and zephiel jackson i'm, uh, uh, I'm looking <laughs> at ken shamrock as well in that regard of course well. yeah. ken shamrock. <laughs> uh, i mean obviously roddy piper Oh, yeah, and um, that's still William still Regal sucks the heck out of me that Piper never got a rub for the world title. But you know, every time you say that that um that fact, I understand objectively you're right, but I feel like I'm kind of Berenstein Mandela eff- Mandela <laughs> effect Mandela Mandela Bears, yeah, yeah, a Berenstein yeah. Bears. Like, no, I swear he hold he held it. <laughs> For like a year, I swear to God, he held that title. <laughs> oh man, no, it, it, it's such a weird one when I talk about it. Indeed. Speaking of wrestlers, who are your favorite intercontinental title holders? Um, from kind of just from your own like lexicon and memory uh, of watching intercontinental uh, title matches and champions. For me. Like, I'll start off with me. For me, some of my favourites have to be Piper, obviously. Going back and watching his stuff is is incredible. Uh, Randy Savage, his one and only title reign, which went over a year, which then culminated into something I will talk about in the next segment, was an incredible reign. I really enjoyed that. 
uh, Razor Ramon, the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels rivalry. Oh, I can't talk about like that enough. And again, I will probably bring that up uh, once more. Uh, Austin, I, I yeah. think his his that the the starting ground for his kind of. Um, well, the, well, his takeover of wrestling as a whole started with that title, so yeah, uh, there is no question in my mind that you know he he stands on his own as a great IC champion. Jericho, obviously, I yeah, grew up with Jericho being yeah. like the man who held on to that title. Yeah, yeah. I, I when I think when I think the IC, I think Jericho and I think Ric Flair. But finally, it's weird knowing that like Ric Flair's like a sixteen-time world champion, and yet I. And yet, when I you think of him, him in IEC. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I yeah. don't know why. Um, I would also just like to uh, state for the record that uh, Ric Flair held the title for as long as Curtis Axel. Yes. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, see, and that Santino Morello was longer than both of them. Uh, oh goodness! For me, one of my personal favorite choices, which I don't think a lot of people will go for. Is Wade Barrett? Oh, of course. He's one of. He, he, I'm he, afraid he I've got some my, bad news. He is one of my favourite IC title <clears throat> holders because he was fantastic with it. Not only was oh, bad yeah. news Barrett awesome, uh, but I just think the the, the white or oh, the 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 white strap title suited him so, so well. So good. Yeah. It looked so good. So yeah, what who, who are your guys' picks of like favourite IC title holders? Uh, do you want me to take it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, quite a few of mine are probably some deeper cuts. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to D'Lo Brown's Eurocontinental run. Oh, oh wow. yes. Where he held both the European and the Intercontinental titles. Don't question it. <laughs> hey, look, I know a lot of people say Kurt Angle was the first one to do it, but no, D'Lo was, no, was the No, D'Lo Brown was the first Eurocontinental champion. Kurt Angle, of course, he did do it and held it for held it for slightly longer three months but, in the um, company and he held both titles that, that's just insane i i i absolutely loved that run and it was really really yes. good i thought um other than that in there um cm punk's run with it was really good it was, a, it was uh, even though it was a short run wasn't it it was a, it was a short run but um, um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I believe um, that match to when he won it was against William Regal in a very, yeah. very good match. It was stiff as heck, of course, being oh, Regal well, being Regal. Be it's, it's, it's Regal. It's Regal. That, that man fights like a robot. Just <laughs> basically, it was basically a Ring of Honor match. Yes. <laughs> but in WWE. I think the one that gets me um, in that moment, uh, talking of that match, is when he did the knee drop right across Punk's forehead. Yeah, he caught that stiff. <laughs> um, there's definitely others in there. Ricky Steamboat is the the classic oh, yeah. pick. Yeah. Uh, again, I have to give my love for Ken Shamrock because I thought he had a really good run with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think he actually really brought a lot of legitimacy to it in the time yes. where it was kind of bouncing around a lot. So to, for him to have like a, I think it's around like a hundred. 120 days or something like that. Mm. It was a great rivalry <clears throat> he had with The Rock for that oh, title. Oh, incredible well. rivalry oh, with yeah. The Rock for that title. Um, other ones in there, I mean, I love John Morrison, so yes, he, his <laughs> few runs of it were pretty good. Um, other than that, though, I mean, for, for me, the, the person who's synonymous with it is actually Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's kind of synonymous with the title. 
for me. Um, he's kind of the when you know when we mentioned the Intercontinental title, he's the kind of thing I think about where he was the IC title holder, but that he, he was still kind of the big draw. Yeah. And of course, that was because he was such a larger than life personality, but he really took it to that next level and brought it onto that. Yes, <clears throat> without question. You know that that kind that kind of status and. Like I said, there's just a, there's a lot of people who have held it who really did really did a lot for it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> of course, if I want to go if I want to go more recent, I have to say I've been loving Sami Zayn's run. <laughs> yeah. With the IC title, it's been pretty fantastic, honestly. Um, he definitely seemed like the right kind of fit for it. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of which, too, that absolutely slipped my mind. Uh, one of them, of course, being British <clears throat> Bulldog. Uh, yeah, British Bulldog. British Bulldog, baby not, boy. Not a very, not very long reign, but a very memorable reign for us uh, UK people. And Christian, Absolutely. Christian's run back in Christian, 2004 was great. I mean, I was, I was going to mention um, uh, Eddie Guerrero's run. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he had, I think he had, I think he had two or three. Uh, he had two. Yeah. Yes, yes, back in the day. Yeah. It was the, I think it was around the time that he was being, uh, where, where he had China as his manager as yeah. well. So. Um, he, had a, he had a pretty great run with it. Yeah. And that really built up his profile to get him into the main event scene. Uh, funny enough, talking about Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero was <laughs> the only man to have been the holder of the Intercontinental Championship and be working for Ring of Honor at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because uh, when Eddie got released, um, of course, from WWE back in 2001, he ended up uh, going into the Indies, having a couple of matches uh, here, there in the American Indies. Uh, had a match with CM, a triple threat match against CM Punk and Rey Mysterio, which, if oh you mind, is a great match. Oh, my God. Someone send that to me. Uh, but no. Uh, when he got re-signed by WWE, he had some bookings for Ring of Honor that he had to fulfill, and WWE were very happy for him to do that. So, yeah, he's the only IC champion to defend it outside of WWE. <laughs> Holy shit! To hold it, I am least. I am astounded that WWE let him do that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, isn't it? That's mad. Like, because they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that. Really Why did they? What happened? Yeah, that's that's, that's weird as hell. <laughs> no, uh, crazy, crazy, isn't it? Reardon, yes, your okay holders. So there's some all good stuff here. Rick, like I've mentioned, Rick Flair, but thinking about it, yeah, it's got to be our our other Stan, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Because, my God. And you know what? It's funny. When I think of, like, I think very specifically weird bun-head Chris Jericho. Oh, 1990. Yeah, early. Yeah. Like, like, the one yeah. with the, I used to call it the volcano hair, where he has it, like, yeah. the top yeah, and yeah. down yeah. to the side Weird, to yeah. get the, the sparkly jacket. Yeah, the weird-ass kind of faux Ronin hair Chris Jericho. <laughs> It was it was an interesting style. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a big choice. Uh, I mean, it, it, it did its intended effect of people getting to boo him. So you know. Oh yeah. Say what you uh, about Jericho. He knows yeah. how to make a crowd hate him. Oh, he does. And I will say that, like, that belt, especially with his um. With his um entrance, his um I can't believe yeah. I'm forgetting the I can't believe I'm forgetting the actual name of it. Break the walls down. 
Yeah, like the actual yeah, the one, the one where he used to come in and it was dark, and then he'd like be doing the pose. Yeah, yeah. I I think that definitely screams into continental champion to Absolutely. me. In a weird way, it really does, though. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> because the intercontinental championship is weird as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, to be fair, if we ever get around to looking at the US title, I feel like that's going to start asking. Oh, fuck. That, that's even more. The US, the US, why, why in the fuck does the US title exist? I'm sorry. Because, because they did the brand split and were like, we need the IC title, but on the other brand. Yep. The because, only... they got, because they got rid of the European title. They got rid of the hardcore title. They got rid of the cruiser and the light heavyweights. So they literally had no other secondary titles. So they had to make one because they introduced this concept of a secondary title. But like, God, oh my God, it's such a. And now it just now it just exists. And even though it was basically just a vehicle for John Cena, but we're not going to get into that. Why isn't it? Real sorry, real quick. Why wasn't it a vehicle for Kurt Angle? Because by the time they because the time they brought it in, Kurt Angle wasn't there anymore. Jesus, son. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they. I think they brought in the. They brought in the U.S. title in two thousand seven. Actually, I think it might have been even earlier than that. It's got to be earlier than that. I, I could have sworn. I think it's around two thousand and three. Dare I say they may have brought it? Oh, okay then. I so thought I they Kurt brought it in. Been... I thought they brought it in. Later. I swear, Kurt Angle. I am not going insane. Kurt Angle held that damn title. Hang on. No, Hang on. Kurt Angle was well into his rivalry with Brock Lesnar, and I think shortly before that, I think they had that amazing Iron Man match on SmackDown. Yeah. So he had his hands full with the WWE Championship at that time. Whilst Reardon's doing that, I'll pose a little quick question. What is your favourite title design of the IC title? For me, personally, it is the Attitude Era design belt. Um, mm. that, that's the one where it's just silvery, isn't it? No, the Attitude Era one is the one Jericho held. Yeah, the, the one with the black, the, the black strap and then the kind of the blue faceplate. Yeah, the oval kind of faceplate <laughs> with the blue globe right in the middle. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna go for uh the revised retro design. I believe it was Cody Rhodes brought in. Yeah, which um, was the white strap. Oh, n- not even knocking that one. That one's just, just gorgeous. Okay. All right. Like, uh, sorry. My favorite. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just a really quick. Just so we have this. Um, <laughs> the the U.S. title 2001. Yes, that would have okay. been. WCW uh, US Championship. Yeah. And, oh, I forget yeah. it was in WCW. Yeah, yeah and um, Kurt Angle won it apparently in October the 22nd, 2001. There you go. Okay. So right there in the go. midst of the, the invasion angle, so yeah. Yeah, so there you oh, go. Oh, the invasion. <laughs> we'll talk about that eventually. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> so yeah, really, favourite title design of the IC title? Oh god. Oh in which one with it where it looks really damn silvery? Like just really fucking silvery. Uh that would have been mid nineties, so that would have been well in the realms yeah. of like Michael's Razor Ramon time. Yeah. I you know what? I think that one might be one where it's like that's a serious nostalgia trip for me. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I because I think that the Intercontinental Championship was the first ever con- was the first ever championship belt I ever saw. Oh, yes. I think that makes the most sense nice to me. Choice. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that is literally the first belt that I ever saw on TV. So I think it will always, I whenever I see it, just this fucking glittery, can see your own face in it <laughs> title. So I think that that's why I always love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do want to give uh just just to do some real some real deep cuts on it. Mm. Uh, I first of all want to talk about the uh, the blue strap, yeah, right. which yeah. was the one I believe I believe it was originally Warrior that had it, yes. but then I believe Shawn Michaels ended up with it. Indeed, he did. Yeah, it was like the cyan blue strap, um, and then going back to a name we're probably not going to mention for a while, but who knows. Uh, do you remember when Goldust had it and he had the entire thing done in gold? gold yes. <laughs> I'm not oh, defending man. that design. I think it looks horrible. There's yeah, a great I, contrast between I, the, I think, the strap. I think it looks horrible in a real Goldust brand sort of way. That's so... I mean, in a sense, it makes sense, but also it looks awful. <laughs> That's all, that checks out. <laughs> Okay then, gents. So, uh, the last point of discussion. What are some of your favourite Intercontinental Championship matches? I mean, I'll start off the bat and say I'm going to immediately go for the one that everyone knows is probably the greatest Intercontinental title match of all time. Steamboat versus Savage at WrestleMania 3. Oh, you I, know was what? Gonna say, I was going to say... Um... Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels ladder match. Oh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually gonna be with um Sam on this one. I'm with Sam. Oh no, no, no! Absolutely, absolutely yeah. sure. I just know that the Razor Ramon and now, Ramon Michaels comes up in the conversation a lot. Here's <laughs> a, a really interesting fact about Savage versus Steamboat. Now, Savage was very much of a person who liked to have the finer details kind of ironed out in in, in his matches. Oh, yes, he was. Uh, this one in particular, beat for beat, uh, they rehe- uh, Steamboat and Savage rehearsed this match meticulously. To the, well, to the punch, they rehearsed this one. Um, and in, in all honesty, it ended up being turned out gangbusters because I feel like it is it is such a good WrestleMania match and and a great yeah. IC title match and if you do go out of your way to watch it please please watch it it's an amazing match um yeah I also want to bring up personally my personal favorite um intercontinental title match and that would be uh, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog at SummerSlam '92 oh yeah good yeah now another little fun fact about this match uh depending on who you talk to. Now, beforehand, uh, as we all know, of course, Bret Hart is, is, is just a master improviser and is great, a great mat technician. Bulldog just as much. Now, the previous night before, it, it has been speculated, uh, even in Bret's autobiography, that, uh, that uh, Davey Boy had been taking cocaine the night before. Mm. And so when he oh, got God. to the when they got to the main event, two minutes in, you can audibly hear uh, Bulldog in a rest uh, in a rest hold. Uh, Brett's got him in saying, uh, "Um, I'm I'm fucked, Brett." 
And so <laughs> they proceed for the rest of the match to call the match on the fly. Oh, now, it's God. either, he was either, from what you've heard, he was either high coming down from the night before, or that he was so overwhelmed that he was in his home country in Wembley in the main event that he completely forgot everything. I tend to be in the camp of, I reckon it's both. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, he, t- yeah. he took the stuff the night before to get over it and was like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think, no, I have a slightly different theory. I think he took it and was because, holy shit, I'm doing this in fucking London. Yeah. <laughs> then he was like, oh, I'm fucked. And then when you come into SummerSlam, seeing <laughs> Wembley Stadium, proper, like, and when we say Wembley, like, um, for our international um, listeners, the Wembley Stadium that y- you might see now is not the Wembley Stadium. It's not the original Wembley yeah, Stadium. Yeah, not the original Wembley Stadium where basic where the FA Cup is held... It like the stadium. We where we won the World Cup. Basically. Yeah, it is. It is the stadium that you go to in Britain, frankly. Yeah. And no, if you're having a bit, if you're having a big event, I mean, obviously now we have the O2, but yeah, like, <laughs> but, big, nah. but even still, if you put an event on at Wembley, it's big because it yeah. costs some money to to get that place again. and it was yeah. massive if if, yeah. if anyone's gone and watched that um event the crowd was white hot throughout and yeah. i think what really i think what really takes this match up to me is one of my personal favorites is just how invested the crowd was in in this match and when uh bulldog got the upset roll up uh for the free the pop was is unlike anything i've ever heard like you would have been convinced that bulldog had just won the wwf championship yeah for all intents and purposes he did for yeah, all, for all intents and purposes, he did and that's the reason why the european championship was also created but you know we'll get to the european championship we'll get to in that. due course but, yeah. hell but, yeah and frankly and frankly i'm sure of it yeah and frankly like it was so hot because like <laughs> They knew that if he lost, they would have killed Brett in the yeah. ring. Like, dead. The London like crowd dead. would have actually rioted. Just like It would have been absolute anarchy. Uh, but yeah, I think Brett Hart has gone on to on record as saying that's what, one of his favourite matches as well. Mostly because that he had to call it on the fly. <laughs> You'd be fair, but Brett Hart, that's probably just like the greatest recommendation for him that he could ever get, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I call. I called it like a main event match on the fly. <laughs> it's one of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> uh, and of course, like I will move it over to Dan, who's obviously yeah. going to talk about probably the second or third. Well, I've got. I've match. got. Well, no, I've got. I've got. The, I've got the big one. But I've also got. A, I've also got a deep cut. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Even though I can't actually recall to my mind whether or not it was a particularly great match, but <laughs> we'll get to it. Ugh. But still, though, that that uh, the Bret Hart um, Bulldog match is so damn good. Yes, yes, without question, yeah. without question. So good. Makes me so makes me so proud. Of <laughs> Bulldog. It it's does like the only indeed. thing that inspires any bit of patriotism in me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
So do you want to go for the yeah, obvious so, choice first? And then so the obvious, obviously, we're going to have to talk about Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, correct me on the WrestleMania because I'm awful with the numbers. Is uh, it WrestleMania? I, I want to say it... 10. I yes, want to say. Correct. WrestleMania 10? Madison Square okay, Garden. I was only going to say WrestleMania 9 because I wasn't quite sure. But the, the ladder match, and we have to explain it as this was the very early ladder match. Indeed. It's so, not I've... like you know a ladder match to be now. Yeah. So if memory serves me correct, uh, Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels had had uh, a few kind of tryout ladder matches at house shows for the IC <laughs> title. And well, it, de- th- it depends kind of no one really knows the story mm. but like allegedly the came the idea came from some like other random smaller promotion that like yes. someone working at wwe saw and so yeah. they had a match where they get to climb up a ladder Indeed, <laughs> and so they yeah. kind of were decided to take the idea and think well that could be a good way to spin the match yeah and <laughs> basically from those house show uh matches that they had they kind of built they kind of grabbed the greatest hits from each match and went, all right, let's craft it this way from what, all the good things. Yeah, let's had. kind of do that. Let's set it up like, let's do this, then this, then this, then this, then this. And this part of this was, by the way, to <clears throat> unify the Intercontinental Championships yeah. because Shawn Michaels, I think, had been out with injury. Uh, Razor Ramon had won the Intercontinental Championship. When Shawn Michaels came back, uh, he yeah. made the claim and stated the claim that he was still IC champion because he never lost the belt. Absolutely. I mean, it's a cla- it's a classic story, Bill. Um, and but... my God, what the, some of the spots in this match, though. I mean, obviously yeah. the iconic one is the splash from the ladder. Oh yes, that's uh, like yeah. the big, that's like the big image. I think just for what it is, though, I think it's just such an important part of what the ladder match is today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, like it, it's nowhere near what you get now, and it's a bit pretty far removed from what we, yeah. what we know yeah. as the ladder match. Very much so. <laughs> but it is but, still but like you know this is this is kind of like the the real kind of origin. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what? It's, it, yeah. It's one of the funny things watching that. Watching like it's one of the few um, matches the where you could actually see a match type properly be born. Yes. Oh yeah. Like even I, with I, like. <laughs> Even with like um, even with like TLC, yeah. no other TLCs are like that. No, no, <laughs> Be- because they would die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think the the, the thing about it uh, that actually gives a lot of credibility to it is you can kind of see how scared they are about using the ladders. Yes. Sure, Michaels should... especially during that. <laughs> we 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 should say the ladders that they use were also very different to the ladders that WWE uses now because yes. they look like they just went to the the nearest Home Depot and picked up <laughs> yeah. a ladder from there. Um, yeah. Whereas the ladders s- now are made out completely differently. I swear to God that they spray painted them <laughs> spray painted them orange as well. Uh, it looks yeah, like they, a spray painted them spray either, they spray painted them either orange or red. <laughs> I can't remember. It's it's hard to tell from the the camera. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just really really interesting the mm. kind of match that they those guys were able to put on, and also to look at the kind of origin of this this Indeed. thing, which has become a, a fixture of WWE indie promotions. Everything it's like you, yeah. the ladder match is just part of the the cultural consciousness. Indeed, indeed. <clears throat> so deep cut. 
All right, so I'm going for a deep cut, and I don't, I don't know whether or not my enjoyment of this match is mostly down to nostalgia and maybe a bit of personal bias. I want to talk about uh, Rey Mysterio winning the IC title at WrestleMania 25. <laughs> oh god, this this was against JBL, wasn't it? Yes. Oh shit! Oh shit! How did I forget about this one? This this yeah. one being very iconic for Rey Mysterio's attire, uh, uh, for yeah. like the Joker. Uh, yeah, that was the, the one he came night. out with the joke with the Joker outfit. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I. I, I mean, like I I just really like this match and the balance that they achieve between JBL and Rey Mysterio because obviously you have JBL, big power man, clothesline from hell, and will make Rey Mysterio do like five flips while he's taking the bump. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Rey Mysterio, you know, obviously smaller, more agile, doing different things. But I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Oh, I did too. And it, I, it's like kind I, said, I don't know whether or not it was just the iconic image, the kind of really iconic feeling image of Rey Mysterio with the title and WrestleMania and everything. But I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really well done. Oh, it is. If memory serves me correct, this was JBL's last ever match as well. Possibly. Yeah, it's definitely his last ever pay per view. I know mm, that because he yeah. did quit. He he did he, he did get on the mic afterwards and say he quit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, I I absolutely love this match. I thought it was fantastic. God, JBL was such a monster heel with that match. It's, yeah. It's it's to be fair, it's a real shame that this match happened at WrestleMania 25. Yeah. <laughs> because so much good stuff happened there. Like, I, <laughs> so it kind of gets uh, forgotten, but it's yeah, but it really was a great match. A JBL, and like I think, like that was the one thing that kind of it's why it's why I always grit my teeth when it comes to JBL stories, because yeah. I'm like, oh, you're such a bad, bad person. But God, through the way your ring work, I love it. I love your yes. ring work so much. Well, I think I think I think the really good thing about I mean one of the one of the one of the things about this build was that you just kind of you know, I know a lot of people say that Rey Mysterio's character is very one-dimensional. Because <laughs> it's kind of just like, I'm talking about family, and also, did you know that I'm from Mexico? But I, Hey, hey, hey. I'm like, he but, is, his, his, his character is simple in the way Superman is simple. Yeah. You need that shit. Yeah, exactly. you just need a guy that you can support. And you do. And like the the whole of this match, I was behind Mysterio all of the way. JBL did his absolute damnedest to put Rey Mysterio over, and he did. Mm. But like I said, I thought this match was absolutely fantastic, and it eventually uh, it then eventually gave us um, the small feud between uh, Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho for the IC title in two thousand nine. Yeah, that was a oh, fantastic. God. Uh, rivalry, and I'm glad you did bring that up, Dan. It had the uh, uh, the mask versus title match. Yes, yes, I loved the uh, one thing I do love about that rival was the unique ways that uh, Chris Jericho would try and grab the mask off of Ray. Yeah, and Ray had like yeah. one way of sw- uh, kind of like swerving Jericho into thinking I can't, he got the mask. I can't remember whether or not it was this, whether it was this, and to be fair, he may have done him. They may have done the spot multiple times. It was either this or it was in his Rey Mysterio's feud with CM Punk. No, it where, definitely was Chris Jericho. It definitely where, was Chris Jericho. Where, um, well, no, so it's, you know where he 
pulled off the mask and he had another mask on yeah, under that, yep. <laughs> the best shit i love that spot so much <laughs> the hype is so hype <laughs> Uh, I loved the the spot. I think in the match where Jericho won the uh, won the title, where he goes for the six one nine, and Jericho just not we're not even enough. Like no no hesitation and done to perfection of the timing. Just goes whoop, takes the mask straight off of Ray as he just as just as he's about to hit Jericho with the six one nine. I know I know this this was from like a way earlier, um, just like a SmackDown match, <clears throat> but. Um... They they reused it a few times when they had matches where it was where Rey Mysterio would go for the six one nine and then Jericho would catch him and put him in the walls. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. That sequence was always so ridiculous because like they had that down. They are. Like, you could tell that they enjoyed that spot because it's such a good looking spot. They yeah. are. It was that. It was so that. Well. And then um, the one that he did where. When he used to do the, I have to remember the different variations of the six one nine now. The jumping, oh yeah, the jumping springboard into the code breaker. When no, no, no. When he used to do the um, the dragon rana, so the the front flip yeah. catch hurricane rana down, mm. and he did that. And then when Jericho caught him, in like a powerbomb position and pulled him down into the walls of Jericho. Yeah, oh, yeah, they worked tremendously <clears throat> well together, and it surprises it me so to find good. out. Um, even though some of their matches in WW, oh, WCW were so iconic, they very rarely wrestled together. That's very yeah, surprising. no, they they didn't they didn't really wrestle that much in WCW, to my knowledge. They had, but they had quite a long period of uh, matches because they were both on SmackDown together. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, um, that SmackDown, that rivalry was kind of like the first time they properly worked together. But yeah, because they did, because um, uh, yeah, so when Ray won the title at WrestleMania 25, then he got drafted to SmackDown in 2009, and then they had that feud again, and yeah. that was a really, really good, really, really, really good, good set of yeah. matches in there. Um, Reardon, <clears throat> some of your favorite matches. God, I mean, I think we've been talking about them, frankly. <laughs> God, is there one that we haven't mentioned? That's the question. Oh man, honestly, there's so many good matches. There are so many. How do I? How do I even? How do I even pick? Uh, Val Venus versus Carlito <laughs> and Sunday Night Heat. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <no>. Dear God. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like. Gosh, yeah, we could go on forever, I imagine. But I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we pretty much other, talked about all other, the matches. The only other extra bits I can really talk about are just about how 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 good the Miz has been with the IC title because yeah. he's so instrumental in bringing around the kind of new renaissance of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know, of course, most people don't give Miz a heck of a lot of credit. I think in the past few, past couple of years, I should say. I think a lot of more people have had more respect for the Miz now uh, than they. Yeah, ever no, had. he he definitely should have a lot more respect on his name. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, he he's been he's been very instrumental in getting the Intercontinental out, uh, title out of the doldrums it was in well, <coughs> that I mentioned earlier. Um, I will say, um, I mean, if you want to talk about recent Miz highlights, then I'll. I'll probably say uh, the Miz versus Dean Ambrose. 
Yeah. Mm. It was a pretty good match. That's an incredible And also match. just any match that features the Miz and Dolph Ziggler is pretty normally pretty good. Yeah. They did they kind of did that match a lot in like 2016. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's kind of hard to pick it out in my mind as to what actually <laughs> it, it was, but I believe they had some around some around that time. Indeed. Um Indeed. Yeah, I do remember that that Miz Dean Ambrose match was particularly good to my mind. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic <laughs> match. And uh, yeah, wrapping up with today, we have AJ, Sami Zayn, and, and Jeff Hardy uh, gunning for the belt. I mean, belt. think yeah. about those people that are going for the title Shinsuke there. Nakamura, former holder yeah. of the IC Shinsuke. title. And funny enough, one of the high, uh, if, as I'm looking through the list of, of wrestlers who have held that, he is in the top five of the highest rated wrestlers of all time. Um, and so to hit to have him hold that title, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely, I didn't have an issue with Shinsuke holding it. I think the issue a lot of people had is they should have already been WWE champion exactly before he was the champion. Exactly, exactly. That's yeah. kind of the that's kind of the only issue, really. Um, I, <laughs> oh. I have no issue. I have absolutely no issue with Shinsuke holding it. And exactly, exactly. But to no. be fair, actually. Hmm. This is just this is just a random thing. Mm. Why isn't Cesaro hold it? Oh look, we'll get look. Listen, get into the listen, episode. listen, listen. Do you, we will get to the screaming episode <laughs> eventually? All right. It's and just, it's just us shouting. I hate so much. <laughs> Everything about the that the Cesaro situation is literally gnaw your own look. arm off. It was, look, it was just a thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Don't bring that evil onto the podcast, okay? Because okay. I get up, because I get upset, and then we go on to a rant, and then oh. this podcast lasts for three hours, and then Sam has to edit those three hours and do something coherent. It's a mess. Stop it. All right, I won't. Right, at least we're still, at least we're still been. shorter than a, at least we're still shorter than an episode of Raw. Then true. Very true. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, at least I won't bring up the fact that the Mountie's been IC champion, but Cesaro hasn't. Anyway, I hate you so much. The Sam. God, look, <laughs> we can go through this list. The Godfather, <laughs> Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Mark Miro, Mark Miro, Umaga, Ezekiel Jackson, Armor Johnson. We have we have God we have dipped right the uh, the deep end. Everybody. <laughs> Curtis bloody Axel. Killer Cutty. The Not Texas one. Tornado. <laughs> oh, oh, give it a break. The Von Eriks were alright. Well. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh no. Alright, let's just end this very quickly. There you go. That's our that's our that's our one new legacy per episode. Exactly. You, <laughs> you smell. Um You smell. <laughs> anyway. <Go to> <laughs> Anyway, it has been one heck of an episode. I quite enjoyed that, and it's been a nice oh, look that was into so the much title. Fun. Oh yeah, for definite. So for the next episode, Dan, what do we have lined up for the next episode? Our next episode is gonna get a bit crazy. Dare oh. I say it's gonna get extreme? Oh, um, it's the first part of the two-parter on ECW. I'm glad I got oh Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I never good, thought that's a sentence I didn't think I heard. Foreshadowing, so. Good foreshadowing there. 
Sorry, I should have mentioned Kofi winning it. We could have mentioned his ECW run. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll it. We'll get to WWECW eventually in the second part. But I don't care. Uh, that has been this uh, this episode. Um, what a heck of an episode, and what a heck of an episode we've got looking forward to. So, oh yeah. Until then, I have been Sam. This has been Reardon and Dan, and you have been listening to the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. We will see you on the next one. Goodbye. Give Jinder Mahal the Intercontinental title so he can be the Jinder Continental Champion. <laughs> <laughs>